The COVID-19 pandemic has caused more devastation than any disease in recent American history. Frontline medical staff have a close-up view of the sadness, and they too have opinions about the vaccine. Welcome to Novant Health Healthy Headlines. I'm Gina DiPietro. The safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccine is well documented, yet some Americans aren't interested in receiving it. In this episode, Dr. David Pierce, a Novant Health hospitalist, talks to Cliff Mertens about the damage he's seen from the virus, the uncertainty for those who've contracted COVID-19, and why you should strongly consider getting vaccinated. Thank you for listening. You've treated a lot of COVID-19 patients, I've heard. Tell me what you've seen close up. We hear the stories about people being alone. You're the only person they see. You're the, the conduit between them and their family sometimes. Obviously, it's hard on them, but how hard is it on you as the, as the, the caregiver? Um, it, it is um, it's heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it divides me as a person um, the way I've seen it just carve, uh, you know, an entire half of a family away from the, from the face of the earth. Um, you know, I, I treat, I've, I've treated, um, folks that have, uh, gone to the ICU and, and died. And, um, I've treated other folks who I was able to discharge home, uh, just in time to make it to their spouse's funeral. Wow. Um, and uh, um, I've, I've held father's hands as they weep uh, at the news that their young adult children have died from the same disease, uh, lamenting that it should have been them. Um, and not, not, knowing, um, not knowing what to say, you know, people ask, um, why this is happening. And, and, uh, I, I hear a lot of folks too say, I, I, I thought I did everything right. And I still got the, I still got this virus. And, um, I think the vaccine could, could definitely take that out of the equation. You know, I, I really, I, I believe that, that it, it, it will, it will protect and, and shield, um, the majority of people from this kind of devastation. What's been the biggest reason? I don't know if you had a lot of conversations with people about the vaccine. Obviously, we knew it was coming, but what seems to be their biggest um, fear of it or or step toward not getting it? Um, I think people are concerned that the vaccine is going to make them sicker than the illness may. I, I think that's what people are scared of. Is it sort of like the people who think a flu vaccine, you're actually getting injected with some flu and it's going to make you, even though that's wrong? You know, that's difficult to say because I don't spend as much time, um, uh, I guess, speaking to folks about um, the vaccine as I do in the uh, trenches with this, with the illness in particular, you know, to know exactly what people's hesitation is. But I know that as a physician, my experience has been with, with other vaccines and like the flu that people do they feel they fear the effects of the vaccine the you know body aches or um and then of course there are there's a whole school uh, of thought out out there that um that vaccines cause very untoward effects isn't the bottom line that the 
a vaccine protects you against that illness. And really that's the goal. I mean, that, that happened with measles, that happened with polio, that's gonna happen with this one. It, it, you know, people are worried about others, and but really the bottom line is it protects one person from one disease. When it first started, there was a big surge. I remember there was a lot of a lot of attention given to, to caregivers, people on the front line like yourself, what you guys were going through. But you've been doing this a long time now. Um, I remember the first time that I had to gown up and go into a room with a patient that I knew was positive with COVID and I was terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, or fear of? Well, I think for fear of contracting the illness myself. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I think everyone has done done the very best they can with uh, with PPE and, um, our, you know, our administration has has done a great job of, of obtaining PPE for us and making that, um, you know, a real possibility or a real um, safety net, I think. Um, but the exposure is still there. Yeah, yeah, people are, uh, people are, are dying, people are sick, and um, the numbers are um, unrelenting, and everyone's, um, I think everyone's feeling really overwhelmed right now. What else sticks out in your mind when, when you lay your head down and you think of those quiet moments? What, what jumps out at you about this disease that someone on the outside might not realize? We have no idea. The... Um, what the aftershocks are going to be with this disease for the, for the people who survive it. Um, never seen anything like this. I mean, you, you can try to draw some comparisons with the original SARS virus from the early 2000s. And, um, and in some respects, I think we've seen a little bit of the same trends. Um, but I have deep concerns that there, there are going to be some long lasting um, chronic uh, illnesses in um, the individuals who seem to suffer most from this disease. And I, you know, I've I've taken care of, um, of other physicians um, who have been otherwise healthy and we are both face to face at a loss when the question comes up as it does, like, am I going to get over this? And the answer is, I'm not sure. I don't know. For a lot of people. Yeah. Who's to say a 25-year-old, what, what's going to happen 20 years from now? How, how are your lungs going to be? How is your heart going to be affected? You can't. Yeah, and and if, you look at the, if you look at the numbers from the SARS, the original SARS virus, um, they do have some data. Um, and there's, there was um, at least one paper where they followed folks 15 years out um, to see, uh, you know, and, and in particular, the individuals with acute respiratory distress syndrome that, that developed the most severe form of lung injury with the SARS virus, about four to six percent of those individuals at 15 years out still were having problems. But remember, that disease never made it out of China. Mm-hmm. And, and um, same with Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome, which is also a coronavirus in the, I think, 2010s range um, that, or a time period that, that also uh, was a similar um, uh, outbreak. And but we haven't seen worldwide numbers like this ever, you know, not, not, not since I think the, the flu pandemic of 1918 in terms of overall severity. And um, we really don't know what the long lasting ramifications are gonna be, but I, I do have friends, um, colleagues on the 
uh, in the outpatient world who are seeing, you know, individuals of all ages, 30, 30 somethings too, you know, um, coming back a month later, still wearing supplemental oxygen, people who were perfectly healthy before. Um, that's not everyone. That's, that's the, that's the rare few. Right. Um, but who's to say that the folks who do survive this infection then later on have, um, have problems. We don't know. We don't know because we, I think there's still some question as to where this illness came from. If it, if it was some kind of a chimera from a, from a, you know, um, a, a, a lab that, that somehow accidentally got out, or if it really did originate in bats and it's a zoonosis that crossed over to humans. And, um, I think that, um, without getting political, who knows what this virus is going to be continuing to do to people. Getting back to the vaccine, do you get a lot of questions from family members and friends? Do they ever want to talk about the vaccine or question you about it? Um, I think most of my family members um, know me well enough to know that I'm a huge proponent of vaccines. Uh, I've studied immunology um, at all different levels of education. I'd studied it in undergraduate in several different courses. I went to graduate school and actually did uh, some advanced immunology. And it's been a like kind of a side interest of mine. Mm -hmm. um, I'm by no means an immunologist, um, but um, you know, I've had to have uh, enough training through medical school as well. Um, I, I very strongly believe in immunizations and vaccines. And um, I think all my family members um, are just anxiously awaiting the vaccine as much as I am. I think people need to underst understand that, um, you know, there people are asking the question, is the vaccine safe mm -hmm. um, at this point in the game? And I think that's due to a, a very um, poor understanding of how clinical trials work because the vaccine has already gone through robust safety testing. That is, that's the first step in clinical trials and phase one is safety. Um, and then you're looking at efficacy. So they first want to make sure it's safe um, for the most generalizable part of the population. And then they take steps to see if it's going to work. Um, and, and so I think um, if, the, if the public was more aware of that, I suppose, um, may, maybe uh, it would um, bolster um, confidence in the safety of the vaccine. I think people are worried it's not safe, but COVID-19 is not safe. And walking around outside at a park or in a, um, in a grocery store without taking precautions to socially distance yourself or, or wear a mask and touching your face after you've put your hands on everything else and, and then not washed your hands, that's not safe right now because there's a, there's a deadly virus circulating outside your door. Um, the vaccine has already been rendered safe. And its efficacy is pretty, pretty high. I mean, yeah, the efficacy has also been demonstrated to be remarkable um, for both, both Moderna and Pfizer's vaccines. Um, we're, we're looking at the, the opportunity. This is, this is our shot. This is our opportunity to actually eradicate a deadly 
illness. Um, if, if enough people actually got on board for this vaccine, we could not only mitigate the, the deaths and morbidity, we could eradicate it if we were able to, to, to engender enough um, trust in the public the way that we've done that with smallpox, the way it's been done now in um, Africa, we, we eradicated polio in Africa this last year uh, um, in the same way. It's exhausting to think about the prospects of what we're gonna deal with if people don't take the vaccine because I'm gonna be, we're gonna still be in the trenches doing this for years. Hello, Gina DiPietro again. For many Americans, questions remain about the COVID-19 vaccine, but they shouldn't. As you just heard, a doctor who every day sees how the virus can devastate a family, getting the vaccine isn't a question. It is safe, it is recommended, and it will save lives. Thank you for listening to this episode of Novant Health Healthy Headlines. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to rate and review us and subscribe to this and all the Novant Health podcasts. We post new episodes all the time. Most are just 15 minutes. Thank you for listening.